This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of cake Then the science gets done and you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive I'm not even angry I'm being so Hello and welcome to the Buddha's Bar and Grill podcast. This is number seven. Um, at the start there, you heard the Still Alive soundtrack, which I kind of spliced together the version from Sweet Afton 23 from YouTube. Check out her stuff on the ukulele. It's fantastic. The actual Jonathan Colton version, as well as the Gladys version. Uh, I'll get into details as to why I decided to put that in there, even though it's, it's more than a year old. Um, with me again is Sean. Sean, how's it going? Good, sorta. Of. Feeling better today <laughs> than yesterday? A little bit. Uh, we're Back recording uh, for for everybody wondering. We're actually recording uh, a day later than normal because Sean is getting old and his back gave out on him. The poor bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As long as the Viagra still works, you're fine, dude. Thanks. All right. Also with us, we've got Elaine, who you're going to be hearing a little bit more of in the next show as well, where we do a heroes special, which is just basic hero ranting and bitching, which was fun. Um, and she is here tonight um, basically because she's actually done quite a bit in terms of her Quake Clan that she runs, but we'll let her explain most of it. And so I just thought it'd be fun to shoot the shit with a gamer chick with balls. Elaine, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. As long as you shave them, we're good with that, basically. Oh, yeah, no, always. <laughs> goes, always. With, goes with chest as well as with balls. So, yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. All right, then. So, getting back to the uh, the portal thing, I put the portal thing in because, like I'd mentioned, I can't remember if it was last show I mentioned this or the one before I was talking about how they were bringing Still Alive um, to the Xbox, and I was pretty hyped about it, and I was thinking I was definitely going to pick it up because I actually finished Portal. Um, I know, again, this is old news for, for anybody in the, in the gaming world that actually played it, um, but I, and I did finish it some time ago, but it was such a phenomenal game that when I heard about Still Alive, I thought, holy fuck, man, i got to buy this game. Uh, it's just going to be fun to, to be in that setting again and, and hopefully, again, judging from the the way they were advertising it, that the character of Gladys was still alive, which, if you haven't played the game, is one of the best written characters that I've seen in a long time. The lines that she comes out with make the game. It, it's, it's just too damn funny. Um, but then what happened is that, find out, I didn't buy it right away and I'm glad I didn't because I find out that the the game is actually um, the the still alive game is actually basically just um, a rehash. They they're selling you all the original levels again, plus tossing in a few extras, and that's it. And the f- the the few extras that they tossed in are actually available to you for free on the PC. 
So it's just a means of selling you the same crap that you bought last year. Not that it was crap last year, but by this point, yeah, you know, you're, you're advertising this as a, a great game, but it's actually just a repackaging of the old one with a couple of new maps tossed in. So I was pretty just absolutely disgusted. Take that, council players. You know what? I'd, and I don't know whether it's uh, this was a Microsoft-driven thing for Xbox Live or if it was B- Valve trying to, to make a buck. Um, I, I would like to believe, just because I, I, I have the opinion that Microsoft's evil, this can work with that. And I have the opinion that Valve is not. So, you know, in my happy little world, this can... This can make sense, but uh, you piss the shit out of me because I wanted to play it. I think it would be more so Microsoft doing that because they pretty much have an iron fist over anything that goes on Xbox or anything that goes on Xbox Live. Yeah, especially the live. Yeah. So speak. Why didn't they just repackage it as some kind of special edition and you know advertise that it was just a few extra levels and etc. Yeah. No, I. Again, a lot of people were thoroughly ticked off. It, it, in terms of reviews, it uh, it did not get good reviews because all people did was bitch about the fact that, yeah, all you're selling us here is you're you're selling us stuff that came out last year. Plus, you're selling to um, console gamers what the PC gamers can get for free. So, I like I said, I'm glad I didn't pick it up. So that money can go towards the maybe the Penny Arcade X uh, episode two that just came out. <laughs> so I well, saw. I, sorry I, to all you people who did pick it up and pay for it then. Yeah, basically. So other than that, um, actually, we'll get into the news a little bit later on. Um, although one of the good ones that I was reading as well is how um, n- not that while WoW players are already not obnoxious enough but now there's 11 million they've hit the 11 million mark yeah what was it they said during the uh, BlizzCon if I'm not mistaken they're what the 72nd if they were a country they'd be the 72nd most populated country was it 7th or 2nd somewhere in there which is just absolute insanity the one third of their population Chinese guys farming for gold I can't imagine it's that many There'd be no. quite a few, but there's, <laughs> but yeah, that's just absolutely nuts. And then in terms of uh, worldwide sales as well, cause just because we were talking to, to Jason about console sales and all that, I'm hoping he's listening right now because the PS3 outsold the 360 in the second quarter. Haha, <laughs> bitch boy, take that. <laughs> so they didn't recall it because of that. <laughs> they recalled Little Big Planet for other reasons entirely. So yeah, so I found that interesting too. And actually, I found it interesting how the uh, Sony opened up the PS2. I don't know if you were opening, uh, reading about that. They opened it up so that you actually don't need to go through them for any games now, which means really? that PS2 games are going to come back because the porn industry is going to take it by storm. Yeah, every, but every porn title is going to become a game. Talking about the PS3 thing real quick. Uh, did you read the latest news about it? Which is. Um, a 72% plunge in net profit and a 16-year low share value sum up the Sony's uh, voyage right now. Jason sent you that link, didn't he? N- no, it's right here. <laughs> I was browsing through some of the news. This is still the game division has posted a 10% rise in profit and narrowed its loss from $96.7 billion to $39.5 billion. That's pretty good. As PlayStation 
three hardware software sales proved incredibly buoyant. Indeed, PS3 hardware sales totaled 2.43 million units worldwide over the quarter, as reported earlier. But they still lost a huge amount of money. So, who knows what's going on with them? I'm going to cut your finger off. (laughs) 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 Do do you read about that? The Australian gamers, where one of them stabbed the other guy in the head and nearly severed his finger off. They They were playing WoW together and one guy bitched about the other guy's volume <laughs> the guy stabbed him stabbed him wow. in the head and nearly cut no his finger way. off yeah and There's i actually a lot of uh, gaming stories out right now in the news eh? well like that's the thing I, I read i read this right after the one that you had sent me right about the kid going missing after playing cod4 and having a fight with his parents yeah and um there actually i was reading about that in the paper as well if i'm not mistaken where they were talking about microsoft putting up that the 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 extra twenty five k for his reward as well, right? So it's getting a lot of cover. Like yeah. people are talking about it. Well, it's the thing because it's getting so much cover. You know, there was already a twenty five k reward or whatnot for information leading to. So of course Microsoft had to pitch in. You know, they were starting to, you know, lose face. I guess, and that was such a cheap price. I mean, that that's like offering twenty five cents for them. Well, I. Uh... I don't know. I, I Lately, you're seeing more of it. And Jack's not even here to take advantage of it. Poor old Jack. The official disbarment has gone through. And uh, they had pictures of it over on... What was it? I think it was on Kotaku. I saw that. They had the actual pictures of the, the disbarment. It's official. He's gone. Wow. So, shed a little tear for the boy. He's gone. Anyways, getting back on track. Okay. Elaine, we're going to let you That's kind right. of... Give us a little history. I want to know more about the um, the clan. Your I've been running, eh, like your <laughs> how you fit in, wo- how it started, kind of thing, and you know, like some of the highlights from back in the day, kind of thing. Because this is a it started as a quick clan, did it not? Uh, no, it's, it's it's enemy territory clan actually. Right. Um, I know that you confuse that or whatnot because the latest installment uh, that's popular or whatnot from enemy territory is enemy territory quake wars. So of course they took um, stuff from ET, enemy territory, and uh, Quake, and blended it together. So now you have human versus Strog. That's like the latest installment. I know there's other installments planned or in development for ET, etc. But yeah, we started out as a enemy territory. So Wolfenstein, enemy territory clan, and uh, we're just a bunch of gamers uh, who just you know like the game, and we just play on random servers. Eventually, you know, you kind of end up on servers that you like. Either they're always full, or they're full of fun people, etc. You know, you, you game wherever you like. I mean, there was what, 2,000 servers at the time. I think there still is, but they're, it's not as popular uh, anymore ever since Quake Wars came out. But yeah, no, we just meet up, and you find some fun people that you want to play with. Eventually, we made our way to uh, something, uh, a clan, like a server called MWC, which meant the Midwest Clan. Uh, Midwest Clan obviously had quite expanded because it had worldwide members by then. And uh, a few of us decided, it's like, yeah, no, we really like this atmosphere, et cetera. And we, uh, we joined up with that clan. And we were having a good time. But shortly right after, I mean, a fallout uh, happened. And I kind of stuck with the people that I, you know, was more familiar with. And so we, uh, we broke off into three, actually, into three different clans. Uh, the old MWC clan became the Allied Brotherhood clan. They're still around and very popular. Uh, there was a clan called From the Ashes. They're defunct now. And we're a clan called FU. 
Now, that doesn't mean what, you know, it sounds like. It's not fuck you. It's uh, Friends United. <laughs> yeah, a play on words for the acronym, I'm sure. Right, exactly. <laughs> we, we actually, you know, if we go on uh, other servers, sometimes we get banned. They're like, change your clan tag. So I can't do that. It's my clan tag. And they're like, well, it's offensive. And so it means Friends United. And they're like, you know, well, BS, you know, you're off our server. You're banned. It's like, okay, whatever. I'll go back to my home server. I don't care. But, uh, yeah, no, for, for me, uh, we've been around since about September of 2004. Um, so, yeah, so we're four years strong. Uh, that's as FU. I mean, we were MWC for, you know, a little while before that. And so now I'm the clan leader, I guess. Uh, well, one of several clan leaders, uh, senior admin. Uh, I do the intra-clan relations, the inter-clan relations as well. All, uh, otherwise known as clan drama, basically. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was trying to have somebody else or whatnot uh, handle the the inner stuff sometimes because sometimes I just get a little hot-headed as well and I couldn't give a... See, it isn't so. Yeah, well, I couldn't give a shit about the little whining, snivelly, you know, this and that, little 18-year-old punk behind a computer who's just like, I'm not getting enough of this. I was like, oh, come on, right? But uh, eventually, you know, people did grow up. I guess, you know, by being around for four years, these 18-year-olds are now 22-year-olds and, you know, they're okay now. See, that's uh, something that I actually found a lot of. When I was playing WoW, I found that I enjoyed the game the most when I was actually guild leaders. Because I had a couple of different guilds that I ran on different servers at different times. And I found that I I preferred being guild leader than following somebody else's rules that I may not always agree with. And... It's you get the the most enjoyment out of it when you're playing the way that you want to play, and there's always going to be enough people who agree with you that will join you, and then you you wind up with a good experience until you wind up with the, most of the time for not to cast stereotypes because I had a lot of young members in different guilds that were great, but for the most part, it was always the young ones that caused all of the drama. Which is if if you take out the drama. Everything else, even though it can take up a lot of your time, because, uh, I mean, for the guilds that I had, too, I was running the sites, I was running the forums, I was running the, um, I had somebody running the, the team speak, but I had to, to coordinate with them. There was a lot of stuff, and then all the stuff in-game as well, and coordinating events and whatnot. All of that is fine. It's the fucking guild drama that I couldn't deal with. Right. Well, especially, I mean, I, kinda, I was going to... You know, say maybe that's just because you like to be in control. But <laughs> there is some of that. There, yeah, there is some, some of that. that right? There but is at some the of same that. Same time, like I mean, now you know what I mean. I, I'm trying to deal with the guild drama, and especially when you are that leader, and all of a sudden you have to, you have to deal with it. It rests, it starts resting on your shoulders. At the same time, you just want to say, you know, screw you, kid. If you don't like it, then just go. Right? Yep. You know. Uh, well, how many are we talking about at that time? Funny sniveling. Uh, at the time, like at the start. Yeah. When we first started in 2004, I think we were about uh, 20 people or so. Right. That's not yeah. so bad, actually. That's yeah, that's, no, that's manageable. Bad. Yeah, and then it got, uh, you know, a little bit bigger and a little bit smaller and everything else. And, at its uh, peak, about how high are you talking about? Uh, well, right now we're at 52. Good and God. is that the peak? Uh, I would say about 55 or so. I mean, we did uh, lose a couple of members and then gain a couple of members, etc. So I would say about 55. Right. And some of them are uh, what we call JFUs, which are junior FUs. And uh, at first we opened it up to juniors because you had to be at least 18 to join the clan. But we did uh, open it up to junior members. At first it was only kids of clan members, right? So if you're under 18, let's say you're only like 12, 13, uh, 15, 16, we didn't care. But you had to be uh, the kid of a clan member currently. That way if we had a problem with you, you know, we could talk to your dad and have him whoop your ass, right? 
Yeah, I. So it wasn't so bad then. Yeah, no, I agree. That's actually a, a, a good idea. And eventually, we did find a couple of kids though who were actually kind of, you know, a lot more mature than most of the eighteen-year-olds that we had. Yeah, we it's. Said, okay, well, we'll open it up and we'll be very, very selective about it. It's actually funny because as we are the the generation that is more gamers is getting older, then we do have kids that are old enough to be in guilds with us. One of the guilds that I actually had, uh, again, back to WoW, one of the guilds that I'd started, and I had only started it so that I could be in the same guild as my youngest. Um, when, um, when WoW first came out, I wouldn't let him play it, because not because of game or anything in the game, but because of the interaction with other people and people are asses online i mean it's you see the worst of people sometimes um and so i wouldn't let him play but then when um when the expansion pack came out the burning crusade um prior to it i kept kind of probing him for question and asked him if you were able to play what kind of character would you play and and we'd talk about the expansion pack and he was getting pretty hyped about it but I never let on that I was going to let him play and then on the day that the expansion pack came out I actually had booked a day off of work and when I was driving him to school we drove past his stop and he looked back behind him and then looked at me and he asked where we were going and I said that we were taking a little field trip and we went to the future shop and we stood in line before the, sh- the doors opened because there was actually a line for it. This is January, bitter cold wind. And we're standing in line. He's looking up at me and I told him, I says, well, I decided I'm going to let you play and we're going to pick up a couple of copies and go home and play all day. And I got the biggest hug I've ever gotten. <laughs> And high fives from the guys in the the line. It was fantastic. And then we bought our copies and we went home and we played. All that to say, I decided at that time that I would make a guild just for he and I. So we'd have our own gamer tag, um, guild name underneath there. And then slowly, though, people started joining. And what I found is that as they'd find out that it was me and my kid, you'd see them bring in their kids because there was so much of that. Well, again, with 11 million people playing, you're bound to have a lot of families playing. There was tons of couples playing, and I was surprised by how many people were in the same boat as me. Um, And and with me, it had happened a couple of times because initially, I'd been playing with my eldest son, and then partway through, like, the game has legs. It's been around for a while now. Partway through, I was then playing with my youngest. But yeah, there was a lot more people. Again, as our generation's getting older and have kids, there's a lot more times where you're going to see the, the father and son, or in some rare circumstances, mother and daughter, or mother and, and son. Yeah, like us. Like my daughter. Like you and your little one who likes to frag faces. Who likes to own face and likes to panzer people out of midair. And it's fantastic. Teabag. Yeah, uh, she's not so much on the teabagging. Well, she's, what, five? How old is she? <laughs> she's almost nine. Almost nine, yeah. Tiba, yeah, you can't teach her that no, yet. Not so much. couple years, just a yeah. couple years. Although I am the uh, famous person in my clan and whatnot for initiating new clan members by uh, uh, having my character walk up in front of them, kneeling down, and then nodding my head up and down. Yeah. She's got class. Have I mentioned that, Sean? She has got class written all over her. And for a couple of bucks, she'll let you read it. <laughs> so well, he still wants to see my uh, picture i'm sure yeah 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 we'll get that to that later um now getting back to the, the the clan like again from 2004 to now that is quite a bit of time how much have you seen the players moving from 
moving away from ET and towards other games. I mean, it's especially with a game like WoW, which is the juggernaut. I mean, how many people have you seen leaving or taking very extended breaks from ET to play that? Well, actually, we had several members of WoW who took extended breaks, especially when WoW first came out. Uh, some of them get, you know, they fully admitted they were addicted to WoW crack, right? World of War crack. Oh, yeah. And so all of a sudden they were gone and and everybody would say, you know, where is so-and-so? And say, oh, he's war cracking. It was like, oh, we lost another one. Are you serious? And uh, they would get their fix of war crack or whatnot, eventually kind of come back because E.T. is such a different game. You know, in war crack, you're, you're building up a character and you're having fun and everything else. But in, in E.T., you don't have to build up a character, right? You just go, you frag the crap out of stuff, and uh, you just let it all out, all your frustrations, etc. We even have a clan member who... Uh, plays like semi-pro I guess you know some kind of amateur poker he's like an online poker guy right and he you know he, he makes decent money at it he does profit but whenever he has a bad loss that's where he goes he goes to ET just to frag the crap out of people and take it out you know so he's not playing on tilt and uh, I said okay you know whatever but that's the thing you can just uh, take out your frustrations or you can uh, just come online have some fun have some good laughs kill some time Etc. You don't have to build up a character and say, okay, well, I haven't been online in like a week. Oh, God, my character, you know, I could have been doing all this development on it. No, you don't have to worry about that. It's such a, you know, just give and go game. Like, yeah, but now, take it and run. saying that, how much of that opinion is based on the fact that this is the only game that your crap-ass computer will run and you don't have any consoles? Oh, I'm just hey, saying. I one console. It's just out of date. You've got what a PS2 or a regular yeah. X? You got a you got an Xbox, don't you? No, I got a PS2. Yeah, you got a PS2. What the yeah. fuck are you gonna do with that? I mean, yeah, exactly. Your Dance Dance Revolution. That's yeah, well, about it. Likes that. So, got but two dance pads, we get it on, you know. Okay, hey, I'm a good dancer, buddy. Okay. <laughs> it's the bouncing that the boys like. Anyways, <laughs> but my point is, is again, none of the clan members are listening. Let's just say, what uh, at this point here. Is it still that game that's holding you, or is it that if you had a computer that could run something else, if you if you had fifteen dollars to scrape together a month that you could get yourself a WoW membership, or if you could afford if you could afford a, a, a next gen console or something else, is it that you know that's those are your options because that's what you've always known and you're good with it, or would you be willing to make the jump like a lot, a lot of others, or are you the glue that's holding the clan together at this point? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the glue. I am a piece of glue in the clan that's kind of holding it together. Because the clan has evolved, right? We all used to be just hardcore ET. We had a couple people play Battlefield 2 back in the day, right? And then, you know, as we grew as a clan, well, we had enough, you know, members to be playing on our server, to be, you know, full and full of other, you know, just regular people kind of visiting our server to keep the server full. And then other people would be like, okay, well, you know, the server's full. It's okay. And uh, we'll go play uh, Guild Wars. So they got into Guild Wars for a while. And they had a World of Warcraft. And they got into City Heroes, City of Villains, etc. Um, a bunch of them now. Like even my head uh, programmer, you know, he's another head administrator, etc. And he's the one who coded a mod that we did, uh, which we'll get into in a minute. But yep. uh, he's playing World of Warcraft now. He's probably online right now even. Right. But uh, right now, like, we're a clan that's playing so many different games. We're playing World of Warcraft. I think some of the guys still play Guild Wars or whatever and stuff, right? Uh, even EverQuest, EverQuest 2, whatever. Um, a COD4. Uh, we had a server for that for a while and everything else. We just recently tore down our servers because everybody's just popping everywhere. But um, a lot of them are still playing enemy territory Quake Wars. And that's great. 
right? But uh, yes, my computer won't run it, right? I've got an old relic, etc. But I still do all the clan relation stuff, and I still, yeah, play ET once in a while just to kind of keep up, right? Yeah. And uh, just say hi to the boys. But our clan now, the way it's evolved is that we're just a bunch of friends. Like, and, th and that was the thing. It was Friends United, and we made it first about friendship first and gaming second, right? So, I mean, like, we're just a bunch of friends who like to game together, not a bunch of gamers who come together and try to be nice to each other, right? So we're all, like, really, like, friends. I mean, like, we actually give a crap about each other, what happens to each other. We just celebrated a... One of our clan members just did his first solo flight. One of our clan members just got married, so we sent her a waffle maker because we always said, you know, get in the kitchen and make us some waffles, bitch. It was a big joke, running joke for a long time. So we actually bought her a waffle maker. Um, my head programmer had a tragedy in the family. We sent him flowers. You know, like I said, we're, we're friends first. So that's how we end up still coming together on the forums and still talking to each other and everything else because we may not play ET like all the time, right? Some of my guys still do. They still play hardcore ET. Right, but that's very middle. I could say like probably the handful, probably like only like five, play hardcore ET all the time, like enemy territory, and um, probably about five or ten play enemy territory Quake Wars all the time. The rest of them are World of Warcraft, um, uh, COD4, and a couple of other things. Right. But at the same time, now the clan has evolved to a point that it's actually just a bunch of friends that are gamers. We're not really even an ET clan anymore. We're just a clan of gamers who are really good friends. And really, if you're looking at just 50-ish uh, kind of members, that's easily manageable as well, where you actually you know the people in your clan. Right. Which is right. nice. One of the... Um, when I I'd stopped playing for a while for a while, and when I went back into it was only because a real-life buddy of mine was, uh, was starting up, and I warned him not to, but the bastard didn't listen, and sure enough, he got hooked. Excuse me. So I told him that, oh, you know what, I'll reactivate and I'll transfer one of my characters to your server. And he was telling me about the clan that he was in. And it was, from from a WoW perspective, you're more used to, again, everybody talking about coming and join the guild and whatnot. But with, with these guys, it was like this. It was a clan and across multiple games and whatnot. And he'd played Battlefield with them a lot. That was his game with them. And um, But the clan was a little too big. And you really lose a lot of the the friendships because you you only know the guys within the games that you're playing and unfortunately if you're playing WoW for the most part that's all you're going to be playing anyways so you're going to wind up being closer friends with the people that you're in the guild with than you will with the people that you're in a clan with because you're not playing any of the uh, of the other games anyways right because i mean i've even been on uh, some of the more popular servers slash popular clans uh servers these days and another person like another member will come on and they'll say who the hell is that Right? They don't even know each yeah. other. They just know that uh, they got in somehow, probably through money, you know, um, saying that they'll commit to, you know, paying dues or something like that. We were always on a vol voluntary donation thing, right? And uh, our server did cost 230 bucks a month U.S. to run, which, by the way, when the Canadian economy was crap and the dollar was crap, that was really expensive. Yeah. But... Um, and it was actually one of the most popular servers at the time, was it not? We were number two in the world for a really, really long time. At the time, there was a server called, or a clan called Who's Gaming, and they were unbeatable. So basically, for us to fight for the number two spot, we felt like we were number one. Okay? I mean, like there was no way at that time to beat Who's Gaming. Right. And so us being number two, that was number one to us. Right. And we held it for a long, long time. Well, then again, uh, partly due to the development of JMod. I was just going to say, yeah, how much of that was because of that? 
Well, it was uh, probably in large part to that. I mean, there's like the standard ET, which nobody plays because it's full of bugs. And they came out with a shrub mod, it was called. And that was the most popular mod because you could do a lot of other little fun things on it. And then Jaybird one day, you know, it's a gamer named Jaybird, is like my head guy, right? And uh, he said one day, he's like, I wonder if I could mod this thing. I wonder if I could actually, you know, code this thing. And just out of the blue, because somebody said, you know, oh, I wish we could do this, or I wish we could do that, or it'd be really cool if we had, you know, this. And suddenly he started developing it. Well, now he's got his own website and everything else. He was even nominated for the mod of the year. I forget which year. Might have been like 06 or something. Um, but yeah, no, he's put so much into the game that everybody was like, wow, I love this. And it's so stable. And it's like I fixed a lot of the other bugs and everything else. And uh, the anti-lag is fantastic because he made his own, right? And uh, yeah, everybody just loved it so much. Now, we all were always like one release of JMod ahead because we're partly yeah. kind of <laughs> testing ground, right? We did have a test server as well, right? For like the unstable kind of, you know, like in development. And then when it was like seemed pretty stable, he put it on our server, right? For like some serious testing and, uh, you know, just give it a good run. And uh, like, you know, almost like acceptance testing. And then finally he'd release it. Well, we were always kind of one release ahead so everybody would come out and, and say you know oh what's new with jmod it's like oh look at this you know we got throwing knives now you know we got shotguns now all these new weapons and everything else that he made and uh, implemented into the game and uh, just so much different little styles of gameplay and everybody just loved it and so yeah i don't i wouldn't say necessarily it was the reason that we were number two because i we were number two even before like jmod took off right and it's still the number two um uh, mod out there. Well, um, well, I say number two, but really it's kind of the number one mod because there's ET Pro. ET Pro is kind of the standard for everybody who thinks they're an elite player, right? You know, it's the so-called professional mod, right? ET Pro. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's, it's basically a bunch of guys with no penises and whatnot, so we figure they're, you know, playing ET Pro, so they must be pros at the game. But uh, it is a good mod and everything else, or like it is a, a, a good game. And it is kind of the standard, so there's still 1,600 of those sorbers. And uh, I would say there's about 200, well, no, there's more than 2,000 in total, because I think there's about uh, 2,500 or so. And there's still about 600 JMod servers. Yeah, I'm just looking up Splatter Ladder now. And uh, ET Pro has 1,600 servers. JMod has 572. And no quarter, the next popular mod is 430. And after that, it's like, you know, three or two or five or six. So JMod is still very, very popular in the AT community. Yeah, considering um, how long ago it was done, too. That's saying a lot. Yeah, and uh, JMod hasn't really, or like Jaybird hasn't really done any development to it in a long time. But I actually heard from him uh, a couple weeks ago, and he says, hey, guess what I was doing? I said, what? And he said, modding, um, I was working on JMod. And I said, oh, cool. I said, JMod for ET or JMod for Quake Wars? And he says, for ET. I said, you, you're shitting me. And I said, well, that's cool. You know, let me know if you need any help with anything, because... Uh, he would get bombarded with a lot of questions. And he's a self-admitted non-people person, right? does not like to deal with people. And so, of course, him being the head guy and the developer and everything else, he'd get bombarded with a lot of requests and, and um, you know, questions and everything else. And I always said, you know, I'm Jaybird's right-hand girl, right? So if you have any questions or whatever and stuff, bring them to me. I'll put them all together, you know. I was kind of almost like his lovely assistant, but uh, yeah, so it was partly due to JMod that we were so popular. But I would say actually it was because of the people. 
Okay? Like I said, we're friends first, and we treated everybody else who came on our server like a friend too. And it was because of the JMOD too that you were picked to do the beta testing for the Quake Wars. That is correct, because Jaybird got contacted, I believe, directly from um, Splash, Damage, uh, Splash Damage and ID Software to say, hey, you know, you guys know what you're talking about, and you have a good community of gamers, etc. Um, and of course, we were sworn to secrecy at the time, but anybody who's got a computer that can run it, etc., you know, will give you such and such amount of keys, right? So he was very selectively kind of recruiting, you know, who could be in this beta testing. And when was this? Oh, the beta testing. Well, the game came out what last year, last December, and so we were about six months before that. So about uh, June of last year, June of seven. Right. Yeah. And what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Of course, my my computer wouldn't run it really. Uh, it was all choppy and everything else and stuff because my chop my my computer's crap. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was not bad. I, I could see where they had implemented um, the stuff from ET, like a just certain functionalities and everything else. I wasn't used to the drivable, drivable vehicles thing because I had never played anything like Battlefield 2 and all that, but I did enjoy that. And uh, and I still do. I still hop on there as choppy as it is and everything else. I'll, I'll say hi to the boys and I'll try and get in the game and I figure even if I kill one or two things, you know, and especially if it's killing the guy who's trying to kill, you know, the person who's doing the objective, well, then great. You know, good backup. Yeah, right? I, Revive I, a couple of people and you know, be a medic or something like that. Yeah, actually, I found the the medic was fun to play. I like I said before too. I only played the demo, but it was actually quite a bit of fun. I enjoyed it. I, it, I, it doesn't stand up to the alternatives, in my opinion. Um, again, it doesn't do enough different to make it something that I would want to play, um, especially when you're going up against the, the the biggest one for me is actually not Call of Duty Four. Uh, it's fantastic. I, it's, it, you can't. Can't like I mean you can't deny that, but it's it's Team Fortress Two that I mean if you're gonna play <laughs> a first-person shooter, just bounce in and go shoot someone. I there is nothing that in my opinion comes even close to that game, and there's nothing on the horizon really again. Just because it is so fundamentally different as well, and it proves too that you don't have to have ultra realism to make something fun. It could just be quirky, stylish, and just plain bizarre at times but still be a ton of fun right well i think what uh, well because some of our clan members do play team fortress 2 as well and um i'm looking forward to playing more cod4 or whatnot because um you know, i actually know somebody that i've been hanging out with quite a bit lately uh who has an xbox 360 and you know and a pc or whatnot like you know good pc not like mine uh who actually plays a lot of cod4 so i'm like okay well let me in there Right? And uh, so we'll have a good time with that. But yeah. at the same time, um, the whole Quake Wars thing, though, like uh, with my members playing Quake Wars, I think it was just the fact that it was so familiar to ET. Sure, it had drivable vehicles and this and that, but most of them had tried out stuff like Battlefield 2 back in the day. And so they were used to that. But because they had a certain familiar, like familiarity already, right? They were already familiar with, okay, uh, here's a map, there's objectives, get them done. Here's an engineer, here's a covert ops, here's a medic, here's, you know, all the different classes were pretty much the same. So because the basic functionality was there, it was kind of like them um, just doing an updated version of E.T. and they just had some ugly, you know, alien characters, you know, the Strog, to go with it. So for it, it was better graphics, it was uh, a little bit different of a gameplay, just enough of a change for them to really feel like, you know, they were playing a great new game. But it still had the functionality of ET, which they were so familiar with and so comfortable with. 
That's the thing there. Yeah, it's that comfort level is very important to gamers. And, well, not all, I should say. I actually like when you take something different, and it doesn't always have to be the same. Case in point, we're going to talk about Fallout later. Like, it doesn't always have to be the same. Games evolve. Try different things. That's how you're going to find something new that you will like. On that point, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to tackle the new stuff, and like I mentioned, some Fallout 3. So we'll be right to back. And maybe when we come back, we'll actually be able to convince Sean to speak. It's possible. (laughs) Don't hold your breath, but it is possible. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. The roads are the dustiest, the winds are the gustiest, the gates are the rustiest, the pies are the crustiest, the songs the lustiest, the friends the trustiest way. And that one is you No other will do Hey everybody, did the news get around About a guy named Butcher Pete Old Pete just flew into this town And he's chopping up all the women's meat He's hacking it, whacking it, smacking With your admission that you feel the same, I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of. Believe me, I don't set the All right, and we are back. That there at the break was uh, some music from Fallout 3. Um, Game just came out this week. One of the biggest releases, or should I say maybe most anticipated releases for the fall. I mean, with the exception of, of course, Little Big Planet. um, I think one of the big, well, and Gears of War 2 kind of thing. Um, But yeah, like Fallout 3 was the one that everybody was waiting for. And you've been playing it yourself, Sean. Yes, nonstop. How many hours have you put into it now? Oh, God. Um, Aprox. I'd have to say about 12. Right. 12, 13. And scratched the surface or gotten pretty deep? I'm only level 8 now. Right. So pretty much scratched surface. Yeah. Are you actually following storyline or are you just kind of wandering about? On and off. Um, I followed the storyline for a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start exploring some stuff, running through some stuff, and see what I can do. And I eventually actually crossed storyline. I actually found who I was supposed to find while I was exploring. And then I went off and explored again. Right. But so far, I'm really impressed with it. I mean, little minor bugs here and there. I'll get stuck in like something, or some textures won't be loaded correctly. But other than that, it's just it's a blast. 
Yeah. Is that your system, though, or is that the game? Because you're playing the PC version. I assume it's the game. I mean, my system's handling it pretty well right now. Right. With the graphic settings I have. Very little load time, very little, like jitters or anything and from what i've read to this i mean it's it's very much like oblivion in that the settings are absolutely gorgeous but the people look like cardboard cutouts they're they're just hideous i haven't ran into that the people actually look pretty decent but it does suffer from oblivion syndrome where there's a lot of people who look the same yeah yeah are they actually doing the same thing with oblivion wherein they use a lot of the same uh, voice actors uh, I really haven't ran into that. Because that's yet. one of the most troubling the things that I have the most trouble with in Oblivion. I, I loved Oblivion. I, I absolutely adored it. And all the people that bitched about it, I actually did not mind it. I, I actually liked the Oblivion engine. Uh, I've got absolutely no problems with it whatsoever. Um, I, I, I know that the people don't look that great. Um, but, I mean, how many games really do the people look that good in them? Most of yeah. them, they they don't, which is a sad reality. Like even Fable Two that I've been playing, the scenery is fantastic, but the people really they're they're not bad. They're better than Oblivion, but they're not fantastic. Um, one of the few rare exceptions to that for me has been uh, was uh, Guild Wars, which I thought did a fantastic job with people. The people looked good. Um, so yeah, so I don't mind this uh, for Fallout Three. I, I don't mind that it uses the Oblivion engine, um, and I also like the the way that it is doing the same thing as Oblivion did, which allowed you to just go off and quest and do your own stuff. But again, one of the things that I really disliked about Oblivion was that everybody sounded the same. It's as if they got, you know, three or four actors, uh, two men, two women, and then everybody speaks the same. And I was really hoping, I hadn't heard anything, but I was hoping that they didn't do the same thing for Fallout. I haven't noticed it yet. I mean, if they have, I just had skipped my mind. Right. So and yeah, going back to the um, the open end questing, that's one of the things with Oblivion that I actually enjoyed. The only thing that I did not like was the fact that if you waited too long to do the main quest line, um, it got to the it, the difficulty level on it ramped up to such a high level that it was nearly impossible to do. Like I've actually stopped playing it. Um, I got to a point where it I like when I did it on the PC, I actually completed the main quests and close the gate that was i did that immediately so all the creatures were fairly low level and it wasn't that bad yeah i died but i kept at it and i and i, and I got her done um but on the uh, when i started playing on the 360 i kind of well i'd done it so i wasn't that interested i wanted to fool around with the other stuff and i thought well you know what if i give my character some better equipment and i level them up and everything it'll be easier like hell it is it's nearly impossible everybody's ramped up so high that like the freaking little fire dudes as soon as you go through the gate they're gonna slay your ass and eat you i mean it's that simple so it's not worth it so i don't know if the same thing is holding true for fallout 3 i'm not sure if they have level um scaling with fallout 3 i mean i haven't noticed it so far but I'd be very surprised if they didn't if they're using the oblivion engine i'd be very surprised if they don't well, probably recently I've been noticing there's been, like, missiles being fired at me now and so on. So, I mean, I'd have to play a little bit longer and kind of actually look out for that specifically. But there's some really great moments in there, dude. There's a big Gears of War moment in there where you actually fight a super um, super mutant brute. And this dude's carrying, like, a fucking, uh, what's those things called? Fire hydrant. 
on a freaking pole just <laughs> running around just hitting people and it's just it's the one of the greatest moments the other one is uh that you'll get to and nearly in the beginning is deciding whether you want to set off the undetonated nuke in the middle of the town or not right so it's just really just neat stuff added into it and a little 28 days later added into it too but i'll let you figure that out well, I, I'm debating how soon I'm going to pick it up. I was going to pick it up tonight. Um, actually, especially last night, I was working on the that little middle sequence. I was working on it, and I kept thinking, oh, God, i got to pick this up. And I was reading everything about it, and I'm thinking, you know what? It's it's going to consume all of my time. And in the same way that Oblivion, if I let it, would do the same thing. Um, I think this one even more probably. Just because the the concept of of being in this ravaged Washington, um, what does that look like when you're playing it kind of thing? It looks like ravaged Washington. (laughs) Is it that well done? It's pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually? Because that's the thing. It's all about like how do you do you actually get the sense that you are there? Is it believable? Do they sell it well, or it's just same old that you've seen a thousand times before? They they sell the America well. Right. Um, I haven't actually been. I've, when I was in middle DC, I didn't really go and look farther than that. I kind of went off and did my own thing later on. But they have these little robots going around, and they're just. Shoot, spitting out propaganda from the pr- uh, president of the United States, and you can actually tune into the radio and listen to it while you're roaming around. Jesus, and it's just—it's really neat. And in the middle of like each segment, you know how you like play tunes between each segment. It's like America the Free and the Star Spangled Banner playing in between them all. This is crazy. But this is 50s, is it not? When is this? When's the type li- timeline? It's supposed to be 1950s. Yeah, so that would fit in with that timeline very well. Oh, def- so yeah, and um, so yeah, no, there's there's a lot of things about it that really interest me a lot um they've been getting a lot of coverage lately too like with the ads being pulled from the subways and everything in washington yeah um which is fairly interesting when you start reading some of the letters that were uh submitted to the editors and whatnot saying how you know they already live in washington and that is one of their biggest fears because they're a target they don't need a daily reminder whenever they're getting into the subway of what their worst fear looks like which is I, I don't know, like, there again, this is like last week, at which point the sensitivities, like, take over rational thought. Um, yeah. They're just posters. I, what I, It's funny because I was reading online a thread about it, and they were saying, well, while you're taking those down, I guess you may as well ban the poster for Independence Day, which has the... Uh, the, the White House being blown up with uh, the day after tomorrow that has the snow all over New York and then the, um, what was the other one, um, Cloverfield that has the, yeah. uh, the Statue of Liberty head in the middle of the street. So I, I, I think they're pushing it again too far, and, but it's gaining a lot of press because of that too. Oh, yeah, it's just... <laughs> I just have to say, I'll just say that the hype behind it is definitely worth it. Ah, oh, see, damn it. Okay. <laughs> if you like, even you, dude, it's going to take over your life. I'm telling you. It's just, it's like oblivion just on crack. 
Well, I was debating also which version to get to get the three, the PS3 or the 360 version, and uh, but then the 360, or sorry, the PS3 version actually has been getting some negative press, and they're trying to downplay it now, but they've said that actually it doesn't look as good as the 360 version, and it has some um, some issues that you don't see in the 360 version. So again, the the it's the, so many developers right now are having a hard time with uh, coding for the PS3. They're going to have to pick it up sooner than later because that's going to be the one that's going to have more legs than the 360. Oh yeah. So, but uh, but anyways, I'll probably if I do pick it up, I will pick it up for the 360. I don't feel like uh, getting it for the uh, my iMac uh, because then basically again I'm going to have to boot into Windows all the time and uh, I don't know what the graphic requirements are on this how good your system has to be the system is a couple years old now I don't know how well it actually would run it so you have to see about that that means mine's pretty out of date and it's still running pretty flawlessly yeah yeah you're you're pretty much the only one here with crap ass computer Elaine. <laughs> so, but uh, that's your token trophy. There you go. Run yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Right. You know, I mean, if I can game that well and I can be that good on a crap ass computer, imagine what I could do on a good one. Good girl. You keep know. telling yourself that. You know, whenever you hey, are feeling whenever, bad about your your. Hey, I'm first person shooter on a good computer, and I'm getting forty five percent headshots. It's fantastic. <laughs> Alrighty. They're like, wow, if she's that good on an integrated graphic. That's because everything's in slow motion on your system. <laughs> Everybody's good when it's slow motion. Yeah, but it wasn't mm-hmm. slow. They're already gone by the time I shoot. Alrighty. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, you needed that little pat on the ass. You got it. There you go. Um, uh, but other than that, the other reason why I've been debating not to get it is uh, because I've been playing the hell out of Fable 2 and uh, Little Big Planet since it came out. So I put in quite a bit of time on, on Little Big Planet. Um, it's been hard to play online since the servers went up just because you would think they would have been expecting this at this point with all the hype they've gotten, all the press, um, all the copies sold. You would think they would have been ready for the server hit, but apparently they weren't. And the servers just choked. <laughs> um, repeatedly, repeatedly, we had to wait until the servers were up before we could get our um, our pre-order costumes, the God of War one and the um, Heavenly Sword one. And so we got them, and then we started playing. And my, we, I mean, my son and I, my youngest, um, we started playing and started fooling around with the outfits. Well, when you bring up your little pop-up menu to change outfits, if you're playing online play, it is painfully slow. Like, now's the time for your bathroom break, and you might as well go for a number two because it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. It's that slow. And um, and so it was up and down and up and down. I actually didn't play it yesterday. My my, my son played. He actually finished the story mode yesterday. Um, but uh, but up until the day before yesterday, they were still choking, and uh, which is too bad. And it's funny because you're seeing people putting out reviews of how great it is and everything, which is well-deserved. But one of the interesting posts I saw was from Kotaku, um, which a little bit is of a, yeah, we haven't put out a review, but here's why, and a little bit of a slam towards the people who have put out reviews saying, you can't play it online. We're not going to review something that has such a large online component that the online isn't working right now. So they haven't reviewed it yet, which is true. Like uh, we, we tried to play a couple of the online levels that were created, and while well, one of them literally froze my PS3 to the point where it wouldn't even turn off using a controller, I had to hard boot it at the back. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's I'm I'm really looking forward to them fixing it. Now that being said, when we were playing the story mode ones, the ones that are created by Medium Molecule, the levels, um, and if you weren't open up opening up your pop-up menu, once it loaded in, it was seamless. No lag whatsoever. We even had some random guy pop in and start playing with us. And nice. it even works with your Bluetooth headset. So I didn't have mine hooked up. I've got one, but I didn't have it nearby. I, I put it there now, but uh, he had his, and he was chatting with us. And he actually was a really nice guy. I wish I would have remembered to take his name down and add him to my friends list. Very nice guy. Helped us collect some stickers. And, and that's the beauty of the game, too, that if you if one person gets a sticker or an outfit or whatever, you all get it. So it's not a competition. So he bounced in, and he's bouncing all over the damn place. He obviously played the level before and getting stuff and he was great like because he was chatting with us very nice guy um and again an adult so you get an adults playing this game just as much as kids and uh but it it is probably one of the best games i've played in a very 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 long time the graphics are absolutely insane on the plasma which is a 1080i I will go up to the screen and be able to see the stitching, like the individual threads in the sack boy. Um, The different textures that they use for everything, like whenever you're done, the, the world has different like there's there's groups of levels so there's little sections essentially so you have a uh, one of them's um, themed like a, a Japanese theme one of them's uh, African theme and, and and whatnot and each of those themed areas has like four or five levels that you can play and each of those little themed areas also has a specific outfit for a little sack girl or sack boy that you can pick up and they're very very cool too and when you're looking at the different textures because it's not always the same you're looking at the different textures whether it's kind of like a silky texture or a, uh, some sort of poly blend kind of texture or cloth or whatever when you walk up to the screen and you look you can see like the individual texture like it's it's so freaking cool and then the textures applied to the different like whether it's columns or or circles or, or anything within that environment are equally well done and between the lighting the shading the 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 3d on it the game just looks amazing just amazing um couch co-op is fantastic in fact the game would not be nearly as good without co-op i mean it'd still be fun but nowhere near the same as co-op um the same would be true if you're playing online co-op with someone and you can you've got your chat on kind of thing excuse me oh that was a good one so (laughs) the 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 co-op in the game really makes it fun and a lot of the unlockables are you have to be in co-op so you either have to be with by two three or four people to unlock some of the stuff and get different stickers and the the point of the stickers too again is so that when you're making your levels you have a lot more textures a lot more stickers that you can apply on your stuff and whatnot so the bigger your library is of those unlockables the better your levels will be that you want to create which, like, I know that my youngest and I can't wait to start creating levels. He's already started fooling around a little bit, and I'm actually really, I'm interested in doing, like, really good levels, too. I'm willing to devote the time to make something that will actually be very, very good. Part of that is the writer in me. I want to write out a, you know, small book kind of thing with individual chapters being different levels, and try to see how good that we can make it. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
So, yeah. I'll have to give it a sh- I'll have to find a PS3 and give it a shot. Well, you can go thieve one from somebody, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's I can see how they were saying that they it's going to be a system seller. It definitely will be. Without a doubt, it will be a system seller. It's that good. Nice. So, yeah. And then, of course, there's uh, Fable 2 that I've been playing as well, um, which is not without its flaws. Jason will be happy to hear that after last week's conversation. Um, I was talking about that online as well on the blog. Um, there's... Uh, Peter had me, you know, he had me at hello when he was talking about how great this game was going to be and, and this and that, and the co-op mode was going to be fantastic and the fighting was going to be great. And Peter, Peter, you let me down, you bastard. Um, the co-op couch co-op mode, which again, he really pushing that when he was talking about it, you're not playing your own character. You're, he's since come out and said, you are a guest in somebody else's world, so you got to expect that that's how you're going to be treated. So you don't actually bring your character. You bring a henchman, and you have a choice of six different henchmen that you can choose from to play with the other person, and they are pre-configured. Now, that being said, whatever gold you earn and whatever XP you earn goes towards your guy, but you don't get to play your own guy which, in my opinion, sucks ass big time. It really bothers me. And then the combat mode, which you can see how he was trying to bridge that gap between non-gamers and gamers, um, pulling off a, a Nintendo. It, it doesn't... <laughs> I, it, it could work. There's parts of it that are fun because you don't have to button mash too much. Um, so parts of it could be fun, um, especially the how easy it is to do whether it's melee or ranged or um, spell attack kind of thing. You can mix and match. So I can see how it would be fun. But then there's parts of the combat. Well, case in point, you can't die. You get knocked out. When you get knocked out, you lose some of your experience and you come back with a scar. That's it. So you just keep coming back. They don't They don't regain their health. So eventually, they're going to die. So basically, my dude, I just give a rat's ass. I dive in the middle of whatever crowd is coming after me, and pff, I get knocked out. whoop de doo like, My guy's evil. He's got freaking blue veins coming out of him and horns and everything. Like, he's going to care about a scar or two. And, um, and so that that's a little disappointing. But then if you look at the... Um, the questing in it and what you can do in the game very oblivion-esque in terms of like pretty open and you can go different areas and do a variety of quests um i think the idea of every choice has a consequence was pushed hyped a little too much uh and by little i mean a lot yeah it changes how you look but after a while once you've reached a pretty evil state or i would think a good state um i don't know because i won't waste my time with that but you look the same i mean the the horns aren't getting any bigger he's 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 getting more scars on 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 his body but uh, whoop-de-doo other than that it's not that different um but the the quest lines and what you can do is actually fun i it's got some of them some pretty bizarre humor in it um one of the if you go evil you can go to this sacrificial 
altar place, temple, a shadow temple place. And there's yeah, a, a sacri- sacrificing circle, and the, uh, there's a wheel that there's this annoying guy who won't shut up, spins this wheel that is like a, a wheel of fortune kind of thing, and it has different options of how people will die on it. And you pull a crank and it spins, and then whatever it lands on is how the person dies that you brought there to get sacrificed. And so, and I don't know at what point you actually get the, because it unlocks, I believe, an outfit. I'm not sure, or a weapon, something. But I'm already at a thousand points I've earned through this, and I still haven't unlocked, so I've almost given up on that. But one of the fun things that I was doing is I actually got, I brought a, a guy there, old Ted. I don't know if you read my blog post on this, Ted the House Husband. No, so I, I haven't yet. I brought him to the circle, and instead of killing him, because there's like an impale, there's a fire, there's an electricity one, um, he got turned into a woman. So all of a sudden, there's this woman called Ted the Aristocrat. So I decided to start wooing Ted, because how cool would it be to have a wife named Ted, is what I'm thinking. So I did. I wooed Ted, and Ted became my wife. And nice. on our wedding day, I decided not to use protection, and I didn't know that it was a 100% shot because my boys can swim, apparently. Because on our honeymoon, we had an evil little girl named Sarah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought, well, this is too funny. I got my wife, Ted, and then I got a little girl, and I'm this badass. And then Ted divorced me, the bastard. He left <laughs> me, and Children's Aid came and took Sarah away from me. So if I wasn't evil to begin with, I got a lot more evil after that. I was out to get it everywhere. So yeah, so there's a lot of weird, quirky things like that in the story, and 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 they're actually fun, and it is well done. Um, but uh, but the things that hold it back, some people will never care about the co-op because they're not interested in that. They weren't prepared to 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 play that. So yeah, you'll enjoy the game then. But for someone like myself that was really hyped on the co-op because that's one of the things that was hyped so much by Peter. Um, I'm pretty disappointed. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm more than pretty disappointed. I bought this game so that Karen and I could be playing this game, and we've only played it together once. The other times, I've either watched her or she's watched me, because it's. I also don't like the camera. The camera, if you're playing co-op, is way too... It just is all over the damn place. It does not handle co-op mode very well. Mm. As opposed to, say, again, a little big planet, which camera angle on it is fantastic with two. Now, granted, yes, it's a platformer, so it's mainly there's not a lot of depth. It's not 3D moving all over the place. However, depending on some of the levels which go up and down, um, the camera does have to tilt and whatnot. It's just way smoother. I find the camera on this one is like it's on a slingshot, and it it will spin around and be way too arcing at times, and you get motion sickness just playing it, 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 unless you're moving exactly in the same way. As soon as one person branches off, forget it, you're going to get seasick. So there's a lot of things like that which really put me off, which is too bad, because that's one of the main reasons that I bought it. So, other than that, you've got the releases for the week in front of you? Yes, I do. So, other than the obvious Fallout 3. And the obvious Little Big Planet. Yep. And Fable 2. And Fable 2. Pretty much Guitar Hero World Champion or World Tour, whatever champion. Which they've already said they've got problems with their drum set, too. 
Really? Yeah, they admitted to the some problems with some of their uh, their drums, so which is really ticking people off. Plus, there's a whole controversy because they were saying that it's going to be uh, backwards compatible with uh, Rock Band 2, and they're not. The instruments aren't. Nice. So, yeah, it's already kind of flopping there. That should be interesting as the week goes on. Yeah, I'm really hoping that the, from what I understand, the um, Rock Band 2 instruments will still work with um, World Tour. And I'm hoping that is true. I haven't uh, looked into it enough to make sure of that because I would like to just pick up World Tour um, and use our Rock Band instruments for it. So what else you got on there? Barbie Horse Adventures Riding Camp, of course. (laughs) Perfect game for you, Elaine. Because she's... (laughs) All My about the horses. <laughs> and Command and <laughs> Conquer Run Alert barbecues. 3. Right. So, and uh, did Far oh, Cry come 2 come... Strong Bad's, you know, cool game for attractive people part 3. Come on. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. You know, I'm not going to discuss it. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Strong Bad did put out the third episode of a cool game for attractive it people. It scares me that you know this. <laughs> It's and and really, are you that full of yourself? Come on, <laughs> moving. I, say I play it. Moving right. More attractive by any means. Along. More attractive than my other climates, but whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the neck to the waist, maybe. Uh, f- for the uh, the DVD releases for this week are really terrible. I mean, we got Barbie in Christmas Carol. Um, I, I and Get Smart is the only other big one, um, and that's about it. There's uh, there's really not much, and I'm actually in no rush. Even though I love Steve Carell, I'm in no rushes to watch Get Smart. I've heard it's absolutely terrible. So, I. Uh, it was a really lame week for releases. Is what you're saying? It is actually a terrible. I mean, we got a lot of again. They're releasing so many TV series. I don't know if they're expecting people to be pissed off with the TV se- seasons this year. <laughs> heroes um or what but uh yeah there's a lot of stuff that's again well you got futurama you've got uh first season of spin city you got uh, a whole bunch of other crap and some re-releases again of star wars trilogy good god lucas how many times you got to re-release the same fucking trilogy but that's about it and other than that not much tv wise we have the um the Heroes special that I was talking to you about at the beginning of the show that Elaine and I recorded yesterday. I'm going to uh, finish editing it probably tonight or maybe um, maybe this weekend. It's going to go out anyways on Sunday just in time for people to listen to it Monday morning and then watch on Monday night if they want to subject themselves to that. Now. Yeah, basically at this point it has become just that. So and, and it's funny because after recording last night, I stopped and I'm listening to it today as I'm editing and I'm thinking to myself, why am I watching this show anymore? <laughs> hey, I gave you my reasons. Apparently it's pure boredom. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to have to run with that. Otherwise, we're both idiots. Well, and I mean, at this point, I'm looking for some kind of justification for my time. Yeah. Oh. So other than that, I um, I also picked up... Just, just to make Jason happy that I bring up the iPhone at least once during the podcast. Um, picked up a new case today. Um, a buddy of mine ordered uh, ordered one for himself, and I told him to order me one as well. It's a, it's an Ivy Skin Xylo T3 case. Um, you may want. I don't know what you're using for yours, Sean. It's actually not too bad. Um, 
it's pretty good in that it's a solid case. Um, so the front to your screen is actually part of the case as well. And then it recognizes your touch, the heat through the, tu uh, the, 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 the top screen portion and transmits it to your, your screen, the iPhone screen. So it's hmm. very, very well protected. The only problem I have, which he did not have on his, but I'm thinking maybe it's just this one, is that there is an ever so slight gap between the top of the case and the actual iPhone screen, which means I have to press it down a little bit for it to actually reach the screen and hence pick up on that the, the, the heat from my finger or whatever else I may be using to touch with. Um, and so it's not too, too bad, especially at the bottom. However, on the, the top portion is what's loose, which is also going to let some dust in and stuff, which means I'm just going to have to crack it open more often to clean it. But like I said, he didn't notice that on his, but on mine you do. But it's a hell of a case, actually. It wasn't too much either. It was uh, 35 bucks plus the shipping, and it's really not that bad. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. And then there's actually a slew of new apps that came out as well that are very good, uh, a bunch of them free as well. I actually did pay for one. I paid for a camera bag. I actually wrote on it on the blog as well. If you want to see some examples of some of the of what camera bag can do, uh, go to buddhasbarandgrill.com, and it's one of the newer blog posts that I put up there. It actually has some filter effects for different pictures that you take um, or pictures that you import in, and... Um, like everything from they just did one with a fisheye lens which is yeah, just a waste of space in my opinion but there's like um, you can do the black and the white from different time periods um, you can do a 74 picture which I actually love it, it reminds me very much of the old pictures from when I was a kid the old man took um, so the, the the effects are really nice it was only 299 and in my opinion it actually was well worth it i was very impressed with it i use it all the time now it makes all the pictures it gives a, a touch of style to them which is very nice and that was camera bag i also picked up um right now i talk just came out which is a recording one um I actually have the, I paid for, it was a box, it was not a big deal, I bought the, the recorder one, but some of the functions on it, it's it's lacking some of what is in this iTalk, and this iTalk is actually free now, they're saying they're going to charge later, and I was testing it out today, and it sounds fantastic, you got different uh, volumes, or not volumes, but quality settings that you can choose, and um, it actually does a very good job. Um, I also picked up MindWave, which is pretty freaking cool. And that one was a couple of bucks as well, but is it it puts different frequency waves through each ear bud, binaural and, beats. So then you're getting yeah the different beat or different, either you get too much or too little that your brain has to then accommodate for, um, and, and it, it causes a certain effect. Exactly. Yeah. And how true it is, I've only used it several times. I'm going to need to fool around with it more. It's actually one of the top apps right now, too. Um, but I used it for the sleep um, function. And granted, I was pretty tired that night. Anyways, it was pretty late. But I was, my eyes were drowsing. It's, again, whether or not it was working because I was tired or it was working, it was kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a neat little app, actually, to fool around with. They've. Uh, it's. It seems that the um, the the store, the app store, 
comes out with them in waves where they've they get around to going through them and approving them kind of thing and mm-hmm. then you get a whole wave of them well like the google earth just came out a couple of days ago as well which is free and it does a really good job as well very very cool and the tilt functions on your iphone work perfectly with it as well to get different angles on whatever it is that you're looking at plus there is the geotagging so you can find yourself just by pressing a button and it'll zoom right in it'll zoom right into my house so not bad for a free little app too very cool so have you picked up anything new um not really i mean i've been way too either um kind of preoccupied or just too pain in too much in pain <laughs> backwise <laughs> to really just mess around with my iPhone. I mean, I haven't checked it out recently at all. Well, fine then. <laughs> On that happy note, I then. Was actually, um, I was actually going to ask uh, regarding, you know, you know how you said it was a lame week? Well, we kind of agreed that it was a lame week for releases and such. Do you find this phenomenon kind of happens in late October because then they start releasing all the really cool stuff in November, et cetera, because Christmas season is coming? Yeah, it's a different dynamic for the uh, for movies than it is for for games. Whereas games right now is the time, um, like all of fall is, but it's it doesn't seem to be geared as much towards right before Christmas for the gift buying time. It seems to be more now, and I don't. I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know if it's... I Again, I don't know. I don't know if it's geared towards the students that would be starting school and need something to do, or if it is because uh, uh, it's just they've chosen this time because of the fact that it's third quarter. Let's get as much money in as we can, third and last quarter too. Um, so I don't know why it is, but it is it's been that way for quite a while whereas yeah with the movies you're going to see a lot of the releases coming out right in time for gift buying right well that is true because i mean like yeah you got a point there because when games come out gamers want to play them and play them now it's not like uh people are coming out and say oh this game is coming out on you know october whatever or november whatever it's like oh but i'll wait till see if i get it for christmas no you're right about that because, um, I mean, even my clan, when I started a discussion on uh, COD uh, World at War, right, which I think is scheduled for November 11th, but at the same time, uh, gamers want their stuff now, but I was still wondering if maybe this phenomenon happens before the so-called Christmas buying season. Yeah, but it's, it's not that way with the games. And again, it could be something as simple as you're going to sell more of a less expensive item than you will the bigger ticket items. So there's more opportunity for, you know, my, my buddy that I see a couple of times a year that we're going to get together at, at Christmas time, I'm going to be fine with buying him a DVD. Um, hell, I'll even splurge for uh, a Blu-ray if he hasn't pissed me off during the year. But I'm sure as hell not going to be buying him a $60 game. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> so in terms of how much you're going to spend at that time, uh, you're far more likely to spend on a lower ticket item, which is again your movies so anyways we're gonna call it a night um we've gone on long enough and bored each other to hell well (laughs) i mean elaine you have bored us but we we deal with you just solely because of the fact that you have boobs 
And there she goes. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to call it a wrap. Um, as always, if you want to find out anything about Sean, he is available on Facebook. Uh, Sean Ferguson, you can find him on Twitter at twitter.com slash Deviant with a three. Um, and of course, the obvious visualbomb.com, which as I keep telling you, the new site design is gorgeous dude you did a fantastic job man i'm impressed i love (laughs) it love it love it you're doing a really good job on it thank you elaine has decided to continue to be anonymous well i mean the clan website is www.clan.clanfu.org um like i said we're fairly you know inactive in a sense because we're all sprawled out all over the place the forums are still very active and uh they're pretty funny guys and um but otherwise, the only Facebook I pimp out is actually my musician profile. Go ahead. Uh, it's uh, Faith Taylor, and uh, she can be found in the Ottawa, Ontario network. There you go. And for everything about me, of course, you can go to BuddhistBarAndGrill.com. The information is there. My Facebook is under Buddhist Bar. I've actually got friends now, dudes. Friends, can you believe it? I'm a and- I am paying you a coffee, but sadly you work down the street from me and we can never get together, so you'll never be able to get it. My Twitter is at twitter.com slash zenbuddhist, and you can email uh, grill at gmail.com if you have any comments or any little clips that you'd like to send. By all means, feel free to. And that is a wrap for tonight. We will see you on the weekend, actually, for our Heroes special. And then back again on Wednesday. And hopefully we're trying to get Jason back on for that one because he has been playing some new stuff and we'd like to run him through it. And that's it. We'll talk to you later. That's it. Yeah. But hang on, let me hang up, uh, reset or whatnot and stuff, and I'll come right back. Uh, it's not that bad. We don't need uh, to hear everything you no, say. No, it's no, frankly, it would like... probably be better for the podcast if we don't. Yeah, well, suck it. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> hey, do your balls itch, dude? Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Mine does, too. Ah, there we go. It's because you're Canada crap. Oh, here we go. What are you talking about Canada crap? What does that have to do with a mic? Canadian internet, it's censored. It's... <laughs> Yeah, all right then. Dude, I need that for my laughing. Yes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I will agree on that point. It's from all those frags. Yeah. You sure? That'll do. That'll do, donkey. That'll do, pig. Road Classic 2 microphone with flight case. It's only $2,000. <laughs> Tell your wife that's what you want. Dude, it would take me years to work that off. All right, girly, I hope you are ready to talk because we are going to be covering you for the... <laughs> not to be taken out of context. Um, <laughs> Christ, you got it made. I need me a Jeff. Man. You need a Jeff, eh? I do. Granted, he'd have to be ready for the fact that, you know, I wouldn't be blowing him for all of these favors. Yeah, dude. So, I, mean, I don't know that he'd be willing to put up with that. No comment. Well, I don't wear the workers to bed, but... <laughs> That could be hot. Let, let your man know who's boss. Wow. On Facebook, there is a become a fan of the side boob. Side boob? Yes. Meaning what? Like a side profile of a tit? It's a shot of like 
the side of a tit. You don't actually see the nipple or anything. It's just the side. I got one of those pictures. I have become a fan. <laughs> I'll bet you did. You should become a fan too. Picture. All right, I'll become a fan right now. <laughs> Here we go. I'm a fan. Awesome. You can't say nuclear. That really scares me. Sometimes our brain can come in quite handy. She was like headshotting people in Counter Strike when she was three. Nice. Being an evil little bastard all over the place. Crawling in my bed like somebody who's dying, right? You know? <gasps> and then your Facebook clicking on your pictures. That awesome. if he's masturbating over my pictures or not. Yes. It's a little, I'm masturbating to the little kid bike in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's odd. <laughs> <laughs> podcast just went to shit. Hey, Elaine, how do you feel about doing a podcast tonight? Just you and me? <laughs> podcast of who I were? Just you and me tonight, and if we can get rid of this asshole. <laughs> I am all for it's your it. Podcast, man. This is what I'm saying. Hey, thank you. <laughs> it's Buddha's podcast. I'm glad podcast. we understand each other it's at not least. Uh, uh, see, Jason was here. Jason backed me up. Yeah, but he's an asshole as well. <laughs> it's definitely worth criminal activity. Okay, shh, zip it. Return. Only about about Mac. Hey, don't even start with me. Zip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go hit that girl up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then I guess you're definitely hitting that. It's a surprise hit. This tune 